Hey, I've got some exciting news for you. For nearly a decade, the Social Media Marketing Society has been helping marketers like you to keep up with the changing times. This is our private community just for marketers, and the doors are open right now. When you join, you get access to ongoing training and become part of a welcoming community of marketers who are just like you. Learn more at smmarketingsociety.com. Again, smmarketingsociety.com. Welcome to the Social Media Marketing Podcast, helping you navigate the social media jungle. And now, here is your host, Michael Stelzner. Hello, hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me for the Social Media Marketing Podcast, brought to you by socialmediaexaminer.com. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner, and this is the podcast for marketers and business owners who want to know what works with social media. Today, I'll be joined by Sue B. Zimmerman, and we're going to talk about Instagram stories and really some new features that have just been released from Instagram and also how to really get your brand consistent on stories. I'm not joking. This is absolutely full of solid gold. You're going to love it. By the way, if you want to reach me on Instagram, I am at Stelzner, S-T-E-L-Z-N-E-R, or you can email podcast at socialmediaexaminer.com. And by the way, are you new to this podcast? Hit that subscribe button. You don't want to miss a future episode. And now let's transition to this week's brand new discovery. Helping you stay alive in the social jungle. Here is this week's survival tip. This week, I'm joined by Eric Fisher with a brand new discovery. What'd you find, Eric? I found something that's going to please so many social media managers out there that ask us the question, which social media management tool should I use? It is a social media tool comparison site. Oh, tell me more. Yeah. So disclaimer, this is put out there by one of the social media sites or the social media management tool sites. However... It does throw it in there evenly among all the rest of them. It's done by Sociality, and I had never heard of this. It's sociality.io, but this is a beautiful tool. I'm going to be able to refer so many people to this, and here's why. I can go to this page called socialmediatoolscomparison.com, and then I can toggle the amount of social profiles I want to connect, the amount of team members you know, how many competitor profiles I can add, and then also toggle the ability to publish or engage or report or do competitor analysis or do listening tools or even teams. And then it's going to give you the output of all the different social media management tools accommodate exactly what your needs are. Is it kind of like, hey, check off all the things you're interested in, or here's a table of a whole bunch of features and decide which ones you're interested in, or what is it yeah, exactly? It, it, for example, I will check one here that says publish, which most of them would have. Uh, let me go for one that's probably few and far between comparatively on all of them, and I'm going to click competitor analysis. Well, as I did that, it eliminated a bunch that I had seen there automatically. So the granularity of being able to check and uncheck or drill down and say, you know, I need something that has the capability. We had this question. What's, you know, what's one out there that can do like 50 social media profiles? Well, then I can drill down into that. And not only does it tell me that which ones are able to do that, it then also changes the plans that are available over there for which ones that are left, as well as the pricing monthly and yearly 
Hmm. And what's cool is they even have right here on the site last updated and then it gives you a date so you know how fresh these results are. Cool. So it's socialmediatoolscomparison.com. Is that what I'm hearing? That's it. Yes. And this is a tool by one of the providers that's in the list, which is smart marketing, of course. But do you still find it to be objective? I do. Yeah. I went through and I tried to throw a bunch of different check on, you know, uncheck this, check this, you know, put it macro level of, I need to have a hundred team members. Hmm. And it still kept throwing me accurate results as far as I could tell. So cool. Very cool. Thanks for that find, Eric. You're welcome. I was recently at Social Media Marketing World, and I had a chance to connect with some of our best customers. A lot of them listen to our podcast, just like you do. Not everyone knows what I'm about to share with you. We do something special here at Social Media Examiner. The best of the best of the guests that you hear on the Social Media Marketing Podcast not only teach at our conference, but they're also part of our secret society called the Social Media Marketing Society. Each month, our top tier guests who have been on my show are invited to train inside our society for an exclusive group of marketers who are just like you. The training is designed to help you go from being a passive consumer of content to a marketer who is in active learning mode. So if you're ready to make real progress with your marketing, you're a perfect fit for the Social Media Marketing Society. Join us by visiting smmarketingsociety.com. We've got a really big sale that is ending very soon, so don't delay. Again, visit smmarketingsociety.com and join today. And now for my interview with Sue B. Zimmerman. Helping you to simplify your social safari. Here is this week's expert guide. Today, I'm very excited to be joined by Sue B. Zimmerman. If you don't know who Sue is, you should. She's an Instagram marketing expert. Her course is Ready, Set, Graham, and she's the author of the Instagram Strategy Guide. Sue, welcome back to the show. Michael, it is so great to be back with you again. Today, Sue and I are going to explore tips and techniques to use Instagram stories to help your business stand out, and we're going to talk about some brand new features that literally just dropped as of this recording. But before we go there, Sue... There's a lot of people that watch Instagram stories. I think it's 500 million or something crazy like that, but there's not a lot of businesses and marketers that are creating stories. So what do you want to say to those that are maybe not creating stories? Talk to us. Start creating stories. Um, People, like you said, are hanging out in stories. Um, I like to think of Instagram as this village and now there are different neighborhoods. So we have the feed, we have stories, we have IGTV and we have Instagram live and People are consuming stories because that is where the real, raw, authentic visual story is, more so than the feed. The feed's so highly curated, and people really like to tap through and connect with the content creator more intimately. And so if you're not creating stories, you're really missing out on driving traffic potentially to your feed. And it's a way that you can beat the algorithm or at least increase your engagement when you show up in stories. Also, Michael, you have more of an opportunity to be found in the explore tab when you're doing stories. So if you're not there yet, we're going to talk about ways that you should be there. (laughs) Well, and what I think is also cool is because they put those stories right up at the top when you open up Instagram, right? And even as you're scrolling, it's just an opportunity, even if they don't watch your story, for your brand to be top of mind, right? 
Brand top of mind. And yes, when you're following any account and if they've created a story, they are the ones that show up at the front line of your stories. And the ones that you watch most frequently are the ones that are in the front. And so, yeah, staying top of mind is really important, like you just said. And also just, you know, getting someone's attention that you normally wouldn't get in the feed. And because there are over 500 million people creating stories on a daily basis, some people are just staying creating there. stories or what you mean watching stories, not necessarily creating, right? You mean consuming them, right? Consume. Yes. Cons- watching stories. Yes. <laughs> if they're all creating, that would be a lot, but that's a huge audience, right? That's a half a billion people. Yeah. That's a massive audience, which is growing every day, by the way. So there are a lot of us who have tried stories, but aren't super active and we're probably making a bazillion mistakes. So I would love you to just talk about some of the biggest mistakes that we ought to try to avoid because, hey, we're going to do stories. Sue says do it, so let's try it. But like, what are, the th- what are the things we should avoid? Talk to us. Yeah, so one of the mistakes I often see people making is that they're just doing stories because everyone says to do stories and they're doing stories with random content, content that does not match up to the promise that you made in your bio. So when you create an Instagram account, you create one with intention, if you're here for business and you state who you are, what you do and why you do it in your bio and people decide to follow you based on that promise that you're making and the visuals that you're sharing and the content that you're also creating to match up to those visuals. And if in your story, there's a lot of random content where there's a disconnect, you got to kind of sort of lose that person's trust. And like I said, they followed you for a reason and it should be congruent in your story with what you're sharing in your feed. So what do you mean by random stuff? You mean like, here's my cat, here's a cool building. Yeah. I mean, talk to me. What, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, here's my cat is fine if you are in the pet space got and it. you sell cat, you know, cat food or the like. But yeah, just that. It's like people feel the need to pick up their phone and share and share and share again. And it's just because it's easy to do right now in Instagram. But I challenge you to think if you post a clip and I call every story in Instagram stories a clip, when you're posting that clip, I always say, Think about what's in it for your audience, what's in it for the person that you're trying to serve, the client that you're trying to attract. And if you are not serving up something that's in it for them and it's only serving your ego, then I wouldn't share it. But there's nothing wrong with doing that if you're just doing it for your own personal profile, but not necessarily if you're trying to do it for your brand and for your business, right? Exactly. Exactly. And we're here today all about business. So <laughs> let's talk. Uh, we're going to get into this cool new feature in just a minute, but let's just talk because a lot of people aren't really taking advantage of the things that you can do at a big level. Most people might think stories is just video, but what else can you do with stories? And and video obviously comes in many different flavors. So at a functional level, what are the some of the things that you can do with stories that people might not know if they haven't actually tried making stories? So you can share pretty much any type of graphic. And some of these graphics could actually be created in some other apps outside of Instagram if you get want to get really creative and download to your camera roll and then upload to Instagram stories. As of late, a lot of people are actually embracing TikTok and creating music videos, downloading and sharing in their stories just to jolt their story a little bit. Hmm. So one of the things I like to say is, Shaking things up when you're crafting and creating your story and Instagram gives you so many tools and opportunities to stay on brand and shake things up. So whether it's a photo and when you upload a photo, it's there for four seconds and then it moves to the next clip or it's a video and that can be a 15 second video or a consecutive video that you upload and 
you can also use and swipe and find a filter, or you can use a face filter, or you can add text, you can add music, you can find your color using the color dropper. There's a lot of different ways to basically keep your story on brand using the tools in the Instagram story feature. And it takes time, Michael. Like it's not like it's what a lot of people do is just quickly post and think that they're done. But I always say, okay, like let's do a checklist of what you should be doing in each clip, which I can go through if you want me to. And make sure that, again, you're serving up what your audience would be interested in learning from you or become a resource for your business. It's okay if it's entertaining. That works too. I'm not saying to be dull and boring. I'm saying to be on brand, whatever that means for your business. And there's just so many features, especially now that we have some new ones that were just announced. So, so far what I'm hearing you say is you can, you can take photographs, you can use video. You didn't mention this, but you can go live. And I would imagine, is there any limit to how long you can go live? Yeah. So I love Instagram live. I go live once a week and you can go live for up to an hour. One of the cool things about using that feature in Instagram stories is that you can bring on a guest. And when you do bring on a guest, their audience gets a notification that they've joined your live. So if you are someone struggling with growing your audience, a really good strategy is to think of consistently doing an Instagram story live show um, and bring on guests that are relevant to the content that you've created that can add value and you can. So it's like a, it's almost like a collaboration, an intentional collaboration, right? It's not just a oh, random, yeah. random person in the audience, but I could like go live and I could bring you on if I wanted to is what I'm saying, right? Like if, if social media examiner wanted to work with Sue B, you know, we could have a little conversation with you in an Instagram story live. And that's kind of a creative strategic thing is what I'm hearing you say. Yeah. In fact, every Monday when I go live at 3 p.m. EST, it's when I've dropped a new YouTube video and I use the opportunity to talk about that video to drive traffic back to YouTube. And I bring guests on that I've already coordinate as guests, typically three to five, that help bring more insight to that content that I taught. And it's something that we've consistently been doing for almost a year now. And it really does help grow an audience. One of the things that I have a question about is sometimes we're in a situation, maybe it's live event like social media marketing world, and we see something and we want to capture it, but we don't have time to get creative with it. So does the Instagram stories allow you to like save a draft really easy? Because maybe you're like at an event, you don't want to like get distracted too much, but you want to capture a little 15 second clip. Is that easy or hard to do? That's easy. I'm really glad you brought that up because so many times people want to be present with the person they're having a conversation with, but they might've taken a quick little video or a selfie video or some clip from their, you know, someone that they just heard speaking on stage and they, and they still want to be listening. So yes, you can just tap on that down arrow, save it to your camera roll. And when you're ready to be intentional with your story, you can share that. Also, whenever, you know, when you have an Instagram mindset, you're always thinking of your surroundings and looking with a keener eye to snap photos and possibly take videos and save those. I always suggest that people create photo albums on their phone that you can easily find that content. You can favor those photos and videos so that you can bring them into your story when it makes sense to bring it into that specific content piece. That is so cool because that's been a struggle for me. It's like, man, I don't want to disrupt the experience that I'm having with that stupid story flipping over and over again, you know, and then all of a sudden I'm like disrupting everyone around me because it's playing the clip or whatever. So I love this. By the way, as an aside, Sue, we should talk about how many times we tried to make this connection happen today just for fun. (laughs) 
<laughs> because we are determined, Michael, to make sure that like over the last <laughs> two days, we've tried to make this internet thing work, right? And we, what is this like the eighth go round? <laughs> eighth go around, and we're we're actually kind of excited because we wouldn't be talking about the new features if we didn't wait for today. Yeah, so. exactly. So sometimes just a little behind the scenes stuff, like sometimes tech doesn't work, but sometimes that's a little blessing in disguise. So I'm going to use that as a perfect transition. Talk about the news that just dropped. And as of this recording, it's October the 10th, even though this is going to come out a little bit later. So we'll talk about this in the context of a brand new discovery. What did Instagram just release when it comes to stories and why are you so excited about it? So what they released is a new tab in Instagram stories to the left of the normal button, which is where you take a photo or do a video. It's called create super exciting because for all of you that are creative or not so creative, Instagram is making it really easy for you to create content for your story. When you log in and you look at that, you will see that there's so many opportunities for you to do creative things with text. I want to let you know that whenever you are inside of this create feature and you look at the top, there's always more things that you can tap on to go deeper in your creativity. For example, the first one, and I will definitely send you some screen grabs of this, Michael, is a, a circular dot that I'm looking at. And when you tap it, you can change the background of that text feature. And to the right of that, Instagram has given you some, what I'm calling templates to work with, to create content. A lot of people struggle with like organizing their content within the boundaries of an Instagram story. And yes, there are borders and stories that you don't want to cross over. When you tap down and hold on to your text and you see a blue line, don't go over those blue line borders because people won't be able to read what you've done. There's a little ninja tip for you guys there. So wait, wait, what is the blue line? Because some people have no clue what you're talking about. The blue line is essentially the border that you don't want to cross over because when you do, it's kind of off the grid and it's uh, hard. Is it because some people have different size phones than others or something like yes, that? Yes. And it, and people don't see that text or that call to action or they didn't weren't able to read the whole caption because you put it above or below the border. So just so I understand this create function, feature. if you will, feature at a high level, how would you describe what it is? Is it just like a, a bunch of pre-built tools to allow us to get more creative or what is it exactly? So there's creative tools in there and Instagram has put all of their engagement stickers here. So the poll, the question, and the quiz is all here as well as you can search Giphy and find GIFs to put in your stories. One of the cool things that I actually like, Michael, is that there's an archive button where Instagram showing you content that you have shared in the past a uh, year ago, just like Facebook shows you like what happened a year ago. Instagram showing you stories that you created a year ago that you can share and also your feed posts that you've shared. Ah, so so you can, as these, long as you've yes, archived everything, you can bring it back if you want to is what I mean. You can bring it back to life. And it's kind of fun to see where you were a year ago and how much progress you've made in your business. <laughs> That's just like what Facebook does on the personal profile where they show us stuff that happened in the past, right? Similar kind of thing. Exactly. That, that's exactly it. So for those of you that use those engagement stickers, I talk about engagement stickers all the time. And this is how you can have real conversations one-to-one with people that take you deeper. They're all now in that create tab, if you will, in the Instagram story when you scroll to the left, which is really cool. 
Got it. And you said there were some templates in there too. Like try to visually describe maybe in words what we mean by templates. Are we talking about like frames that can go around the outer edge of the of the story or what are we talking about exactly? Well, they have like frames with words on it and squares that you could put step one is this, step two is that, step three is this. Oh, cool. Like, so yeah, they've totally it simplified really it. makes it easy for people that are not super creative to say, okay, now I can do an Instagram story. But here's what I want to say about Instagram stories that I think is really, really important. People, no matter what you do creatively, sharing gifts, sharing images, sharing um, quotes, people want to connect with you. And it's so important. I push my clients all the time to get on video because they want to hear your voice, see your eyes, see your smile and connect with you. If they don't know the person behind the agency, the business, the brand, the movement, there's just not that deeper connection. So I think it's so important to push yourself outside of your comfort zone, getting some good lighting and do a video. Okay. So we're going to spend pretty much the rest of this podcast episode talking about kind of how to create a story that kind of is on brand for lack of better words. Right. And before we go there, you know, I know Sue, you have certain kinds of colors and styles that you use. That's kind of the Sue style. Talk about mm-hmm. why that's kind of important with stories to come up with some sort of like style style or what I don't know even what what the yeah call it. a stylized look, a, well it's a branded look and feel that so that whenever people see certain colors for me there's four brand colors that you see from my YouTube videos to my website to everything I do on the internet and I've taken those colors and created background colors of those that I can use so that it just again that that word top of mind that consistency people think of you when they see it they know that it's your look your feel your style and I have my graphic designer do this for us but you can do the same with the color dropper you can essentially find your branded color and you can have that be the background of your text you can have that be the background when you upload a photo, you can take the time to always be thinking, you know, does this match up to the look and feel of my brand and the emotion that I want to elicit when someone watches my story? Someone that you and I know very well that does this extremely well is Amy Landino. She literally is consistently on brand with her shades of pink, the textile that she uses her animated gifts that she's created that are custom for her. And every time I see a story, I I literally know it's Amy's without even looking because it's always consistently Amy. And so when you show up using the same either font style or colors or placement of where you're putting your words or your quotes, people start to think of you and your business and your brand. And so everything's an opportunity to stand out from all the noise in Instagram stories. I love this for a lot of reasons. Any of us that are in marketing, if we just think about our company's website, or we think about like if we have any kind of print collateral, like we've got you know brochure covers for social media marketing world or signs or whatever, there's a certain style and a look and certain kind of colors. Like social media examiner tends to use more earthy tones and uh, mm-hmm. like browns and stuff like that and oranges. And it kind of uh, becomes familiar every time someone goes to our website, but we don't think about doing something like that when we're doing stories because stories are kind of like the path of least resistance. You push the button, you take a picture, you push the button, you film a video and you publish it. But what you're saying is, hey, let's bring a little more of our brand to it so that it's kind of like more memorable or it feels like it's part of something bigger. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Absolutely. And even down to, down to the emojis that you use and 
the placement of those emojis. So I always use the B and um, the double pink heart when I sign things mm. in comments and in signatures. And I'm carrying that over in my stories. And guess what? People send me B gifts all the time. <laughs> oh, like, when you I say B, you don't mean the letter Target B. Today. You mean an actual B. <laughs> B-E-E. Is that what you mean by that? Yeah. Yes. Because of my Sue B. So people are, yeah, the B emoji is what people are, you know, identifying with me. It's like subconsciously thinking of Sue B when I see a B. The other thing I want to bring to the listener's attention, which I think is very strategic when you are doing your stories and an opportunity to get more eyeballs is making sure that you are consistently using the geotag and the hashtags. And in stories, there are geotag and hashtag stickers, but you can use up to 11 hashtags in stories. And you don't obviously want to show all those hashtags. You can use that color dropper to match up a background color and kind of hide those hashtags, Michael, so that you have the opportunity to show up in those hashtag stories. And a lot of people don't use hashtags. A lot of businesses that have physical locations aren't using the geotag and they're really missing out. Let me ask you this question on the hashtag thing. What I'm hearing you say is you can, let's say you had uh, a yellow B, right? And let's say mm -hmm. you had a hashtag, you could color it the same yellow and then shrink it and rotate it into the, the stripe on the B is what you're saying. You can. And I want to caution everyone, do not shrink it so tiny that it's not identifiable. Right. You need to make sure that People it's big enough it. that if yeah. someone were to tap it, it would go into a hashtag hub. So a lot of people were like shrinking them and making them disappear. And they were wondering why they weren't getting views from their hashtags. Well, and the algorithm is one. probably smart and it knows that that's somebody trying to game the system. So they're going to not exactly. necessarily, they're not, but, but if you can make it feel like it's part of the style, right. Then maybe mm -hmm. like I can imagine making a border out of hashtags or a, or a shape or something, you know, you could get creative, right. Cause you totally. can rotate them and stuff. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about, we're going to dig into a whole bunch of stuff. I want to start with video. How do we be on brand with our stories when we're using video? So on brand means, again, thinking with intention. So where are you taking that video and look behind you? What is in the background? Is it like the exit sign to the bathroom? <laughs> like, does that represent your brand? Or are you standing in front of, you know, a beautiful mountain and your brand is like outdoor camping equipment? So mm -hmm. The background of your video matters and also the lighting. Michael, just like you are so intense about the quality of audio on your podcast, which I love, I am so like lighting in stories for me is everything. If I can barely see you and it's dark and it's not good quality lighting, you know, people are just going to exit. Give us some lighting tips and maybe even some tech, you know, like, is there stuff? Yeah. I've seen people with these little mobile light things. So talk to us. What, what kind oh, of. Oh yeah. So there are definitely a lot of solutions to this problem. So you can buy some phone cases. Now the whole case, the Lumi case lights up. I don't have those cause they're heavy. I have a lot of selfie. Um, I sell these on our website uh, with Iographer. It's a clip that goes over your phone so that if you're in darker lighting, you you can light yourself up. Michael, I'm sure you saw this a lot when we had our network event at Social Media Marketing World. <laughs> People had them all over the place. Yeah, I've seen these little clamp things that are like circular and they're about like three inches. Is That's that what you're exactly talking about? exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. And I think you can get them on Amazon for next to nothing and they're rechargeable and they have like three different levels on it or something. And then yep. I guess what it does is it, what does it do exactly? Like help describe in words how, how it helps the, the, the it picture. Li it lights you up so that you, you don't have the sags your under your eyes, eyes and, and stuff. And right. 
get a deeper connection with you personally. What about just even moving towards windows and stuff? I mean, I've seen you do this. So I call this hotel filter. So it's so important. (laughs) And we all good. That's what I say. That's my, you guys, I've coined this. Just, just go with it. So every hotel has huge windows and at social media marketing world. We love walking in the corridors because there's great windows there and you want to hold your phone up to the natural light. It is absolutely delicious. Ladies listening, it really softens any of those lines in your face guys too, but ladies are just. So, so like help describe like where you're standing to the windows because people can't actually visualize this. So like talk to us a little bit. Yeah. So Michael, you and I did a selfie this way three years ago. So our hand, like basically an arm's length away from the window and you can even take a step back a little further. If you're, if it's a really bright day, you might want to go a little bit further back than towards the window. So it all depends on the intensity of the natural sunlight, but windows, window, windows, daylight windows are the best. And, you know, we, what about when it's night? What what should we do if it's dark, you know? And so what I did yesterday, I created, I did an IGTV video and I turned on my selfie light. Like I have a big selfie light and I held my, my, I had a clamp next to my light and I, I did a video and the lighting looks amazing. It's, there are so many tools, like Michael said, that can help enhance the experience, especially if lighting is something that you're challenged with. Okay. So we talked about being on brand by being strategic with the background. We talked about how to be strategic with the light. What about even the angles? I mean, I've seen some crazy like angles and stuff too. So is that? Yeah. So let's go back to, you want to shake things up and you want to kind of jolt someone. And, you know, so the angle might be high to low. So I actually, on my phone, I have a pop socket. That is what I use to get all the angles of all my videos. And it just, so I don't drop my phone. And now that I have the 11 pro, I don't want to drop this phone. <laughs> so I am high to low or. So low what, what does that mean? Exactly. Does that mean you're holding it up above your head and tilting yep. it down? So let me, let me give you the visual on this. I'm going to give you guys like three things that I do. I even like bike with my phone, which is and ski with my phone. So I will hold my phone up and I will bring it down into my face if I'm really trying to make a point and talk to you so you feel like I'm getting closer to you and you're feeling more connected to me. Hmm. Or I will hold my phone down to the ground and talk down into the phone, and then I look like a giant. So that's kind of cool. <laughs> or one of my favorites is I will hold my phone in front of me as I'm talking with my AirPods, and I will walk past my phone, and then I might poke my head back into the phone. Like, oh, as, yeah. as, if, as if you were just randomly walking by and then you're like, yeah, oh, hi, yeah. I see you there. And I'm talking and I'm teaching a lesson. You can get really creative with your videos, folks. Um, so those are some of my favorites that I like to do and super easy. So you just want to play with it. But if you're a talking head, that is not going to work in your stories. You really need to have interesting, intriguing backdrops that are on brand. You need to have good lighting. You need to think about shaking things up a little bit. So using these different angles of video like we were just talking about. So those are all good tips. What about sure. audio? I mean, like how far should we be from our phone before it gets pretty bad? So I, I, I don't have a problem with audio with stories at all. Either my AirPods are in or I'm talking to the phone. And sometimes the truth is people hear the bell go off in the background or the train go by. And that makes people feel a little bit more connected to your environment, to be honest. Now, obviously, if the noise is crazy, but the clip is good, here's a ninja tip. You can take the sound off of that clip. You can X out the sound and you can just put text over that clip of what you were saying. And you can just, you know, let people know, 
what you're saying. One of the mistake, one of the biggest mistakes people make, in addition to what we've already talked about, is that they're not. If they're doing a video, Michael, they're not putting text on the video, and you have to assume that people are watching your stories in a public place, and they cannot turn the volume on. So there are animated GIFs and there are stickers that say sound on that I recommend putting when you're making a very strong point. And more importantly, to put the text inside the border, like we talked about, so people have context to what you're saying. Now, when you're writing that text, it doesn't literally need to be what you're saying. It could be another point or another- Or a summary um, of it. Summary of it. So it's, you know, you have another opportunity to get more value out of that clip. So text on top of videos is so important. And that's why I transcribe all my IGTV videos. So if we search through the GIFs, we can just search for the word sound or something and we'll find some cool little yeah. sound on GIFs. Exactly. You'll, you can search sound in the GIFs. You can find all kinds of like, you can even find like the sound wave, which I kind of like the podcast sound wave. Oh, cool. So you can put a GIF on there. You basically want to think, like when you're creating this, that you're talking to someone that's 10 years old and what is, what's all the information that they would need to understand exactly what you're trying to say. You can't assume that someone knows the context of your clip because they might not have seen the previous clip to your story that might've gone away because they go away in 24 hours. So you have to assume that every clip is their first touch point with you. And it might be, and are you making that great first impression that's on brand? Is it a representation of your business at the highest quality? So we talked about video and we're going to get to text in a minute, but I want to talk about pictures, still pictures. Do you ever take photographs or you generally almost always use video? No, I alternate everything. I, I do both. A lot of times people don't have the time to watch your video and they want to tap through and get the story. So I think it's really important to look at your insights and your analytics. Where are people tapping off? Where are they tapping forward? You should spend time looking at those insights and seeing what people like and how long your stories should be based on what you're teaching and all of that. What are, should we not be in the photos if we're in the video, if we're alternating like you're talking about? Should we talk about something and then maybe show a picture of it? Or what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, so think about the journey that you want to take someone on and connecting those dots and how they would feel if they tapped through in seconds, people are tapping forward. Either they're getting it, they want to go forward, or they're not. So my favorite thing is when they tap back. It's like, wait, oh, Sue just taught something. I'm tapping back. Because mm. you can look at those tap backs. Those are good. Um, for anyone that doesn't know this, if you hold down on any clip at any time, if there's a lot of text or video, you want to ca catch something, you can stop that video just by holding your finger on it. It will stop it so that you can catch that. So again, I think shaking things up and jolting someone and making them think, wow, that was so creative. Oh, I didn't expect that. Oh, now it's black and white. I always flip my filters to black and white when I'm making a really strong point that I want people to listen to. So I've conditioned my audience whenever you see black and white, because I am always in color and colorful clothes and colorful everything. It's like, listen to me. This is black and white. I am telling you something you want to listen to. So there's ways that you can condition your audience for sure. Now, you said something about when people tap back, that excites you. I'm assuming that's only if you have a business account and then you get access to those analytics. Is that correct? That is correct. You have to have a business account to get all the analytics on Instagram. And there's nothing wrong with switching over to a business account? There's no disadvantage that you're aware of? None at all. If you're here for business, you absolutely want to have a business account. Perfect. I want to talk about text, whether it's on video or on a picture. You know, Talk to us about text. Talk to us about like fonts sure. and colors and all that kind of stuff. 
So text, there currently are five different textiles. My prediction is that Instagram is going to be adding a lot more textiles so that we have some more creativity there. But for now, we have what we have. When you are choosing your textile, you want to make sure that the text matches up to the content as well. You can get creative with spacing in between letters. You can also use color blocking. What do you mean text between letters? Talk to us about that. Spacing between letters. So when I, whenever I use the neon textile, I like to do the lowercase and put spacing between it. It just looks a little oh, different. Oh, so you like first letter space, second letter space? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Even any of them. Spacing in between letters just gives it, it makes it look like it's a different textile altogether. So again, being creative with text in easy ways that anyone listening can do. And I do that when I use the neon typically, or if I write the word grateful, I just love the way that, that looks in the neon textile. So you also said every, something about everything. color too. And I'm thinking about backfills. Talk to me about that a little bit. So some of the textiles have a backdrop. You'll see that A with a box on the top left when you choose your textile. So Strong has one. And if you tap on that after you've picked your color, your, you've color picked your color, your brand color, and you want that to, I always put a background on my text unless the text is so easy to read because it's on a blue sky or blue ocean. You want to look at that clip and say, can you read it? Or is there way too many words on this and five animated GIFs? And oh my gosh, where do you want my attention to go? On the video, on the text, on the GIFs? Like, I don't even know what you want me to do. So again, clean, on brand. Can I read it? What is it that you want me to do? What am I learning? Am I going to tap forward? Is there a call to action? So the text box just helps bold the point that you're making with that text. Now, I know you're a person that loves color. So, yeah. and I think the default stuff is just black and white on most of this stuff. So like, how should we get creative with color? So when you tap on any of the colors, there's 21 colors that auto populate, you get the whole spectrum of the rainbow and you can take time to just move your finger to wherever you want your color to go. Chris Ducker had no idea that he could find his orange for youpreneur when I said, look, you can find that bright orange. And he's like, oh my God, I didn't know that the whole color spectrum's here. So if you haven't done that yet, that's the easiest thing to do. So just to be clear, you tap on one of the colors and then you hold down to get the full spectrum or what do you do exactly? The full spectrum. And I predict that we will be able to save our hex color soon, Michael. That would be that, so cool. That is like Instagram. Give me my hex. What about the placement of the text? Should it be at the top, middle, bottom? Talk to me about that. Yeah. So it really depends on what is the call to action. So if I want someone to swipe up and subscribe to my YouTube channel, I'm putting the text at the bottom. So whenever I'm giving a call to action, it's at the bottom because I want the action to be that swipe up. If the focus is on the video and you're making a small point with the text, I would make the text smaller and have the video be larger. If you're doing a video and you do save it to your camera roll, Michael, and you've decided to upload it later, like we talked about earlier, you could actually take your fingers and pinch that video so it doesn't cover the whole screen. Oh, really? Smaller to make space for text if you want to add text. Oh, without overwriting the top of the video? Without over Exactly. Oh, that's exactly. a ninja tip. I think a lot of people don't realize. That's so cool. You talked about background templates. I think you alluded that you said you have a graphic designer that creates something like this. Just talk to us to help us understand what that is and how that works. Yes. So I have four brand colors and she's created really cool backgrounds that have brush strokes and look creative. And I save those in my phone in a folder 
called backgrounds so that I can find them very quickly when I'm uploading an Instagram story. And it gives me that clean background. And sometimes I might just put an engagement sticker, like a question on that backdrop, because again, I want people to take action and I don't want them to be looking at the pretty flowers or the mountain or the skyscraper. I just want them to answer the question on the sticker. So, so by, by me- doing that, you know, by having a color, a brand color or solid, if that's what you want or something a little stylized, it helps you isolate the thing that you want people to notice more, I think. I'm guessing this is some sort of a transparent PNG that you can load. Is that kind of how that works? Do you understand what I'm talking about? It's a JPEG. Mine mine are all JPEGs. Okay. So how does it know? Oh, I see. So it fills 100% of the picture and then you have to put stuff on top of it. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Yeah. It fills 100% of the The screen or if I wanted, I could shrink it. Okay. And, you know, it, it just, it gives me, again, my, what I want everyone to walk away with is thinking about how can I be intentional? How can I be on brand? How can I consistently be showing up with the same creative elements so that my audience thinks of me every time they see X, Y, and Z and thinks of my brand? So just so we're clear, this is like, instead of taking a picture, you're uploading a picture that a graphic designer created and then you're adding stuff on the top of it. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Like Exactly. Text? Okay. And you can layer on Instagram like that. But yes. you can't add another picture or video necessarily on top of that template. It has yes, to be like, can. Oh, you, you can, can. Add a pic- you can add a picture, but not a video. So let me talk you guys through what you can do to add a picture. So you've uploaded this backdrop. Maybe you just simply have a solid color. I've got my branded backdrops and I wanted to put one, two, three photos on that. Go to your camera roll, tap on copy of the photo, go back to Instagram, double tap and paste it. Voila. Oh, you can, oh, you can copy and paste. Yes. Oh, fascinating. So that's a creative way to get stuff in there that you would have never known. Well, I would imagine this could be also a really interesting way to make your own stickers, right? Because I would imagine you could create your own GIF, right? Or your own little transparent PNG and, and do the exact same thing right over the top of, it might not be animated. We did create, if you search SBZ or Sue B, you'll see our custom GIFs that my graphic designer worked very closely with Giphy. So you, so my graphic designer created them, but it's a process and an approval through Giphy to have your own custom gifts. And they actually have a design team, Michael, that you can hire to create them. And then once you create them, somehow they're searchable through the Instagram GIF sticker. It takes a while to get the approval. It took us days. My team did this for my birthday. If you go search, it's like, Mr. Cody's there. My green juice is there. My rollerblades. I like, I'm so excited. Like hugs and hashtags. You can create words. You can create anything on brand. And you'll notice a lot of people are doing this to have branded animated gifts. Let's talk about engagement stickers. I know you mentioned it a couple of times. What is that exactly? So engagement stickers allow you to have an opportunity to go deeper with one-to-one conversations to anyone who has decided to stop in their tap and take action on that engagement sticker. So it could be the slider, it could be the countdown sticker, it can be the quiz, it can be the poll, or it can be the question sticker. And so when someone stops and takes action, those are I consider warm leads. Like they like what you're doing. They're answering your question or your poll. And those people can be sent a private direct message. You can see exactly Instagram gives you, you know, lets you see who took action on the poll 
and how they answered. And you can easily go in by tapping on that paper airplane and sending them a one-to-one conversation direct message about like thank- thanking them for taking the poll or giving them more information. I don't know if you're if everyone knows this, but even if you don't have 10,000 followers, you can send a, a, a link to someone in, in an Instagram direct message. So if someone's looking for a resource for a YouTube video that we've done, and we've done 360 Instagram YouTube videos, and they're asking me a question about hashtags, I can easily send them a direct link to our YouTube channel, and that nurtures that relationship. That makes them feel like, wow, that was so nice. She, she sent me that, and now I understand how to solve this problem I was having, and it just solidifies these relationships deeper. Well, Sue, um, first of all, just thank you so much for like sharing all this awesome excitement because I think a lot of people like learned a whole bunch of cool little tips and techniques that they had no clue that they could do with stories. Um, if people want to find you on Instagram and check out your stories, where would they go? And also if they want to somehow connect with you off of Instagram, where would they go? Yeah. So everyone come over to the Instagram expert and let me know that you came over from this awesome podcast. I know that so many of you discover me from Michael's podcast because it's so awesome. And, you know, Michael, I think this is our fifth interview together. And people often say, I just listened to you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that was like from four years ago. So it's so (laughs) cool, Michael, for me to know where people come from. So I always invite people to come say hi. Let me know what you do over on Instagram. What's the at what? Yeah. At the Instagram expert is my, my business account that you want to connect with me on. And then I want to make sure that you guys have two other additional resources. One is my YouTube channel that I mentioned, subiezimmerman.com slash YouTube, so that you guys can just, every Monday I drop a new under five minute Instagram video that keeps you up to date on all the latest changes, which are often a lot. And I just give you micro wins every week so that you can take action on that one thing I taught. And then I have a free training. It's an hour Instagram training, subizimmerman.com slash three, the number three, Michael, keys with an S that you all can go through and uh, learn the three keys of what you must be doing on Instagram. Sue, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, all of your insight with us. I know we're a lot smarter as a result of it. (laughs) That's a great line. I love it. Thanks, Michael. By the way, if you want the show notes for today, you simply visit socialmediaexaminer.com slash 378. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss a future episode. This brings us to the end of yet another episode of the Social Media Marketing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Stelzner. I'll be back with you next week, I promise. I hope you make the absolute best out of your day and may social media continue to change your world. The Social Media Marketing Podcast is a production of Social Media Examiner. Hey, just a quick reminder, join the Social Media Marketing Society today and level up your marketing for your company or your clients. Visit smmarketingsociety.com to find out more.